0: So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or a grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association, N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC.
1: Like The economy's terrible and the Fed is printing this money. And it was just such a disconnect between, you know, real life and the stock market that I bought a put. And this is a few weeks ago. And immediately it just kept going up and I was like I'm losing money. So I bought more. It just kept getting cheaper. The same October 2020 put, it just kept getting cheaper and cheaper and cheaper as the market kept going up. So I just kept buying more of it and then finally it just collapsed today and now I'm, at, now I'm profitable. Not by a ton, but I am and I'm going to hold on to it because I'll probably have to delete this because it's too, too gloaty on the uh, downside, but
0: it's pretty yeah, old. All the things I was reading was saying this was, you know, obviously going to happen. Well, this cannot end well was a was a common refrain. And yeah, wasn't it? I forget the exact stat, but it's something crazy. Like every important stock was up, right, over the until you know, till the crash. But like it was, like you could not name one that was down until the inevitable happened, right? Well, there were like bankrupt stocks, like Hertz,
1: car rental, going up and being traded. And I guess the idea was, the theory was that, and Goldman Sachs apparently put this out that the Robin Hoodies, basically the people. Who are just retail investors? Some of whom were yeah. just getting unemployment or stimulus checks, and they don't have work right now, and they're just all piling into this Robinhood app and buying stocks. And collectively, they actually tapped out a couple of institutional shorts. At least according to this tweet that I read, that Goldman Sachs was—it was a hearsay tweet. It was some guy quoting Goldman Sachs saying the Robinhood is basically forced institutional shorts to cover and and buy because they were pushing the prices up so much that the institutions couldn't hold on to the shorts they were just bidding it up but you had just so many you know whenever like the average guy starts trading stocks that's when you're near a peak because they shouldn't be doing that that's
0: very risky it's just straight up gambling. Only, hold on not only the average guy. Doing that, but they're like to the point of bragging about on social media too. You right. know, it's bad then when you're that level, when you're bragging, you're so Yeah, elite. well, yeah, well Dave um,
1: Pornoy wasn't helping. Uh, he was no, uh, I no. he was I, the guy's kind of a brilliant marketer. He's going on, he's saying, Oh, Warren Buffett's a moron. This is the easiest game in town. I'm making I'm printing money, and then all of his followers are buying the stocks that he's trading, and the whole market's going up, but of course. You know, And then all the shorts cover, and they, so they're buying, and that it's going up even more. And then finally, when all the shorts sure. capitulate, and they're like, printing money, I guess we can't fight the Fed, all of a sudden, total collapse. And what happens when all these people who have made a couple thousand in profits or whatever they're making, thousands of people, tens of thousands maybe, uh, all try to get out at once. They all try to sell at once. They're like, okay, I better get out now. I made some money. Well, the exit is very small. You know? And yeah. you can't all get out at once. You're going to crash the price, and that's what happened.
0: I looked into Robinhood a little and I, one thing I came away was that that's not the place to get Bitcoin. That's uh, for sure. They basically own your Bitcoin. Uh, but I, uh, I, um, I want to say I, I will not defend Portnoy. It's a, it's a tough uh, stance to take, but do you know what happened to him and Goodell? I mean, what, what a nutless monkey, you know, he, you know, he, he, he won a blind bid to watch a Monday night football game with Roger Goodell spent 250,000. And I knew they were going to come up with a reason. I'm like, yeah, guarantee that's not going to happen. And they said he failed the background check. So, right. so of course, that's what well, the they have. background I mean, that's, check is
1: like he tweets stuff that pisses a lot of people off, right? And you have this right. moment where Goodell is trying to be the guy who cares all of a sudden, which is not very persuasive, but it is. I what mean, it at least is. they
0: matched his donation. I was like, dude, if they took the second, who knows what second place was? You know, that would be horrible. At least they matched it, but still, that's of course. I mean, Goodell very, very frustrating. But congrats, uh, I guess, Liz. Congrats on and you're in a good
1: mood. That's always that's always I nice. I'm in a good uh, mood because, and I actually think, like, it sounds. It sounds not very nice to say, well, I'm, I made money buying puts and I'm happy about that because, you know, what about everybody? And, and there are everybody depends on the market now. It's You know, I quoted that guy, Ben Hunt, who's annoying, and I always say that because he's super annoying, but he makes good points occasionally. And one of them is that the market's a utility, so pension funds, uh, ret- people's retirement accounts, and people who uh, are retired, they used to just buy fixed income. They'd buy bonds and get 4 or 5% and live off the... The interest, but now that bonds are at zero, old people cannot do that. And they would always say, "When you're old, don't be in the market because the market could draw down ten or fifteen percent, twenty percent, just when you need it most." Right? It's only good for the long-term people, the people who can leave the money in for twenty, thirty years. It's never good for the uh, people who who need to spend the money now. So, it's it's it is bad for those people. But it's also the fakest thing ever that they're printing money for the stock market and people who are in the actual economy are getting crushed and it's just a huge transfer from uh the total pool of money from everybody into the asset holders so in my opinion in 2008 we should have let the market crash and it would have caused a lot of pain but it people would have had a real economy again and ultimately it wouldn't have just enriched rich people at the expense of everybody else asset holders at the expense of everyone else and all they did now is just do that on steroids since march so as painful as the crash would be, and it would be even worse now because they didn't take their medicine in 2008, uh, it, it would still like cleanse the economy of all this ill-gotten gains. I, you know, we talked about this. My friend, I mean, I've, I own Fangs also for a while. My friend was like, dude, I teach at a, at a college where a lot of, you know, it's a community college and he's like, a lot of the kids are not wealthy and they, it would blow their mind like how much money I make doing nothing but buying the obvious Fangs and they have to get jobs that pay crap and they work hard at them and meanwhile there's a whole class of people who just buys the most obvious stock in the world and they're getting double triple their money i mean it's still happening this is just one day by the way
0: i was gonna say is that is that what is the future gonna hold though still i mean i I didn't i didn't
1: i didn't cash out a profit yet the shorts i kept it in so Mm -hmm. you know i think the fed may try to react or whatever but i mean come on man they're they're There's cases are going up in a lot of states right now. New COVID cases. Nobody's going to baseball games. Travel is, you know, it's up from two months ago, but it's still down 80% from the peak people. Businesses have closed. People are not going back to offices. People are working from home. A lot of employers are never going to get their jobs back.
0: I was going to say the job employment. You see that that latest report. Who knows what to make of it? It seemed like it was uh, couched, or I don't know. Maybe it's people that are, are now in in kind of a holding pattern. I've, I've I've read that too, or heard that that maybe they're not uh, they're not responding. That I'm searching for a job. Like, do you know what I'm talking about? The latest report. Yeah, seemed some people like have given up.
1: Yeah, and and also they were I think counting some people that had been furloughed and paid or something, and or paid and you know pursuant to some of these PPP loans, so they were still getting a paycheck, but. They're going to get fired as soon as the date arrives that you can fire people again. So I, I, yeah, I mean, you just look around you. I mean, there's riots, there's places being burned down. COVID
0: is now spiking. A no, bit. Hold on, no, hold on. Hasn't the violence, I mean, I know Seattle is its own thing, but hasn't, hasn't the violence, the protesting, the violence has stopped, right? Or, or, or been much less lately, or am I wrong on that? Well, it seems less in the last couple of days, but I mean, the dam, you know,
1: there's damage done. I mean, businesses got okay. destroyed. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. I Some know of these cities something. look like, you know, they're burning buildings and boarded up businesses and broken windows. Sure. I mean, that's not, you're already got a climate where you know, everyone's in a mask and you can't, you know, have a lot of people in a shop at the same time, even if everybody wants what's in the shop. And now you add the fact that a lot of these businesses have broken windows and have been burned and, you know, it's, it's not good. And actually it's horrible, but. Uh, you know, Amazon, Google, Apple, Facebook—those stocks have soared, and people are buying from them. And all these mom and pops are, you know, hurting
0: worse than ever, yeah, which is terrible. For sure, for sure. And, and and people are worried about the, about their reports, even though, like, you look at uh, Nate Silver, it looks encouraging overall. You know, some hot spots, but uh, there are definitely other discouraging reports of of just the, the change in behavior is going to lead to you know more higher infection rate room for you know more people right I second way either either this
1: is totally bs and we never should have worried about this or if it's real right then right then i mean it's almost got to rise right i mean yeah. there's there's if you look at some of the footage of the protest there's like a million people massed in the city like or at least hundreds of thousands they're like packing the city streets and la
0: even la, LA, LA philly,
1: philly up, a lot LA, of
0: was,
1: yeah and, and you know and it's like again I, i've always said even from the beginning that it's not the state's, the state isn't your boss, right? If I want to go out, I'm going to go out. It's not the state to tell me whether I have the right to go down the street. And I believe that. I personally don't think you should. I think you should wait it out until we have more data. I think we should ease back now that we've opened things up and bend the curve, whatever we're supposed to do, flatten the curve, and go in gradually and see how the numbers go after we do it gradually. I would just go easy, go easy. Even if it, you think it's BS, just do it just in case. We don't know for sure. There's a lot of Contradictory information. Why not just go easy? But people had something that was important to them. So they went in mass and they just said, all at once, we're going to go. And again, I think they have the absolute right to do that. That is their right. They are allowed to do that. I would not take it away. I would say, I don't think you should, but that's their right. It's up to them. So they did. And I think, like, I'm a little nervous selfishly and also just because it's going to impact a lot of people, but me especially. That the NFL may have some problems because if we have a second wave, how's the NFL training camp going to start?
0: Yeah, now aren't they? I heard you worrying about that on XM, but aren't? Uh, yeah, I hear you, but they're, they're everyone's in their prime and. Oh, I don't uh, think NFL players are going to. I mean, well, maybe we
1: don't know yet. Like, if there's some other effect, like you get it, you're fine, you're you're strong and healthy, but then you have like th- you know, sure, decreased lung yeah. capacity or oh, some yeah, sort of. Yeah. There's a lot of viruses that linger in your system forever and maybe do some permanent damage, or maybe the flu does a bad, you know, who knows? So I'm not, again, they're probably not at risk, but just think of the optics and the politics of the NFL. If their players are infected, first of all, keep quarterbacks sitting out if they're infected. Right. I mean, that's an issue. And two, what's the, you know, the NFL is already like not not very well uh, appreciated. If, if they are, being deemed to cause infections because they're recklessly letting infections spread in their league and don't seem to care. It's going to be a political issue too.
0: Yeah, no, that I, I hear you. That would be not good either for us. If if there's no football, I mean, Um, but yeah, (laughs) there's no
1: fantasy industry without baseball, even 50 games, or if that gets shuttered because of the second wave, all right, baseball, It, it was as much of a bunch of nutless monkeys as the owners are. And the players are, You know, not playing, they were trying to, 114 games was totally unrealistic, and the whole game, yeah, yeah, it's just like, baseball though, in its defense, like, there's nothing they could have done, I mean, for three months, I mean, that was just, it hit right at the peak of baseball, and that was shut down, but football, man, if if we, you know, if we lose football, I don't know what's left of the fantasy industry, Mm -hmm. period. Yeah, and football's been a save.
0: Yeah, it's helped as far as content too, because everyone loves football. Thankfully, it's the most popular. in the NFL draft movement—it's actually given something right about when these other sports are dormant. But well, we kind of uh, buried the lead here. Another reason why there may be more things uh, spread, or if if that is indeed the case, is the the whole this the next WHO disaster coming out with a report saying asymptomatic cannot spread, and then all and then later they're saying no we worded that wrong and apparently the the as as is common the redacted version is seen by far fewer eyeballs than the original mistaken one yeah and the who is so
1: incompetent i don't care how much you hate trump you got to support his decision to stop funding that piece of shit it's like the worst of the worst. I mean, who cares what is Trump or whoever? At what point? I mean, this, it's not supposed to be like, oh, like, if your friend made a mistake like that, was like, oh, no, I think that's safe with Matt and the or no mass or whatever, and contradicting himself, you'd be pissed. You'd be like, dude, why are you giving me bad info? But that would just be like your friend telling you something. This is like the body that is supposed to be protecting us, taking care of... This is the... It's embarrassing. We've been on the,
0: uh, and heirs of commission too. I mean, yeah. it's no, they're the, worst, of the tell worst the Public, don't worry about it since it can't. But I think that number is hopefully fourteen percent lowish, but still. I mean, give me a break to tell everyone that, and then it's, 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 it's a level of incompetence that's still underrated. I mean, it's bad.
1: They're bad. They're really bad. We're starting to see some people. a Couple of Sasha's friends. It's mostly just for Sasha. I really couldn't give a shit. Like I honestly, I don't care i don't need to see uh, you know i've i socialize on the podcast and the xm
0: show talk to people i hear you as far as just being in general though being you know i don't need much more as far as hanging out and i enjoyed your uh watching listening to your drafts i enjoyed the twitter follow draft um well aired today for me and jerry donabedian is great have him talk football it's good too yeah
1: no it was good it was uh i was i was sort of you know i start to dread it because i'm like dude i've just fucking beat a dead horse so much with this football talk it's the same stuff i mean i've gone over every single thing so many times because we're doing it april and may right like normally we'd be talking baseball april and may and then you know except for the draft and then like it's just all football so we've already just like exhausted it and there's no otas there's nothing even going on right now so it's it's tough man
0: no, it is. I know. That's why I kind of want baseball. I, mean, I want baseball to play, but I also want just, yeah, I'm ready. I've exhausted my early, I mean definitely I'm more prepared for football than ever before. I did another rotowire online championship nice. uh, draft on Saturday night. I can't help myself. Uh, dude, I took, um, so not only four straight running back is nothing. I took five of the six rounds. I took a running back in a league. You can only start three. So I'm going all in on my, uh, on that strategy. Um, and freaking still came away with three top 15 quarterbacks on my board. way to the 14th round. Um, what about your NFL observations uh, article? You want to talk about that while we're on the football talk? I mean, it's, yeah, uh, sure. I hear you. I mean, we're exhausted too. Oh, one thing about football before I let you talk is Miles Sanders. Um, I'm Come on. How funny is it that you gave me shit for drafting him <laughs> in the sixth up. round of League of Leagues. He is legitimately right, right, right. getting drafted in the top round. 10. I know. In yeah. this league I was in, he went 10th yeah. overall and you gave me a hard time for drafting him sixth round. Well, first of all that's only half ppr
1: okay your league so the, uh, the league that you drafted him so he's definitely a, worth a lot less than half than he is in full and then secondly uh it was the sixth round of a three sport league so it was really like the second round i think he's basically
0: he's in the fourth round it wasn't really like that come on it's a 14 team league too it's a 14 yeah. team yeah
1: right, 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 right It was funny yeah, i didn't I mean, give you shit about that and now it's like a no-brainer pick
0: correct. or at least as far as it looks yeah now it looks like crazy but anyway talk about your calling him
1: so I, w- I want to say one thing. We'll get to the NFL observations. We, we had this nasty comment on uh, our podcast, iTunes. You can rate, rate the podcast. And we have like, it's like 120 comments or something like that. I don't know how many there are. And like 110, maybe I'm exaggerating, but there's a lot, something like that. 110 or five stars. And there's like, there was a troll who gave us a one star that everyone was really super cool and gave us all these other ones and buried that one. But then this Karen gave a one star, an anonymous Karen. It was a girl's name. That's why I'm saying that. But I don't know. I don't know who she is. Cause it was like an anonymous name. Just a first name gave us one star, totally libeled the pod after listening to last week's and that hit and run type of thing where it's like, Oh, say something nasty because you heard three words you didn't agree with. And then just hit and run. You know, you're not even, you're not even there. You don't even use your I'm real name. Say
0: that? Wasn't it kind of a funny line? What was it?
1: I don't even want, I don't want to spread it. I didn't want to, I don't even, I, I don't know. I'm serious. I don't think it's funny. Okay. Like, I think it's just right. asshole. You know, it's like, okay. I'm not going to public, I'm not going to give her the publicity right. that, that she wanted or that it's just, it was just a total libel. And I, I wrote to Apple, this is not a, a fair representation of this. And I checked today and it was gone. They actually removed it. And <laughs> I can't believe that. I was like, they're not going to do anything. And they did, they removed it.
0: Interesting. So you're asking for censorship now. Um, that's, that's, that is funny. I did not that's see not, that, that not, That's not censorship.
1: You think, <laughs> that's, right, you, okay. you think that's censorship that no, somebody gives no, something no, nasty no. about your work and just with no, an anonymous name? and, and
0: uh, no, 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 I'm joking, Liz. Uh, no, dude, I, sh- I need that for my Tom Brady comment. That's over a thousand comments. No, I, I, have over a thousand I don't
1: care points. if someone with their own name is like, screw you, you suck. Yeah. But if someone accuses your podcast of implying that it's racist... That's fucked up. That's a kill shot. If somebody, if somebody accuses you in so many words of saying like, oh, you're racist. In this day and age, that is a kill shot. Yeah. They were trying to destroy your livelihood. They were trying to destroy any credibility you have, any, any chance that you could ever make a living talking about anything anymore. That is, a, that is they're, they're, they're dropping the nuclear bomb on you with an anonymous thing. without a second thought
0: and it's okay i I guess i didn't take it that much it's also it's totally
1: well it's totally false oh it's one thing when someone says you're a fucking asshole even that dickhead troll guy who said dalton's fine but this is an asshole he never takes the l whatever i don't agree with that obviously but that's not like a kill shot that's just he put his name on it he gave his opinion I didn't, I didn't recommend his thing be deleted. I said, hey, you know, let's, let's make this backfire. He's trying to undermine what I'm doing. I thought it was just a wimpy way to go about it, but whatever, that's fine. I, I didn't I didn't, I didn't,
0: it didn't. bother you at all.
1: No, really? it, it, I didn't like it, but it didn't. It, I got you, I got you. I didn't it's report it to Apple and depth. say, right. this well, guy's well, not, well, not allowed to have an opinion about my POG. Of course he is. I don't think it's respectful. I don't think it was, it's, it was accurate, but it's his opinion. He put his name on it. And that's that, okay? So what's the remedy? The remedy is say, okay, people are taking shots at this pod. Let's, if if you like this pod, let's make that backfire. You know, if he thinks that that's going to work, it's not going to work. But again, that was within, he gave reasons. He gave his reasons. He obviously had listened to it. Okay, fine. But you don't go for the kill shot. You don't try to destroy someone's livelihood. You don't try to destroy somebody casually. Like that's not even a big deal. Horrible. And so I said, "This is this is libel. It's not what we we were talking about at all." And uh, and they removed it, which is amazing to me. I was like, "Wow, they actually listened."
0: Yeah, it's possible that I missed uh, some of her comment in your email to me. I need to go back and read it. But I was going to say, my theory is um, maybe this person didn't even uh, listen to the podcast, and they treated the title "A Real Man Would" like seriously, like the Man Show. You know, people think uh, Kim and Krolla. Or misogynistic, but they had the man. The men were lost at the end of every single sketch. They were the jo- the butt of every joke. I mean, yeah, they had some some juggies jumping on trampolines. It's not great, but but the, they. It was an ironic title, like a real man would. Is an ironic title when you say you know what a real man would do and what Dalton Don would do. Maybe they just she saw that, and I, but you think it's clearly she listened and this was. Oh, I don't know if she listened. I, she might.
1: You're right. She might not have listened. But how dare you just do a drive-by hit anonymously on somebody's work? implying that I don't even know if it's, maybe it's sexist. I, she said, I'm not going to say what she said. Cause it's, I don't want to publicize it. I, I think it's, you know, it's just, she shouldn't get that, but maybe it was massage. I don't even know what the site she referred to is even about, but the point is that like, how dare you, how dare you do that? You know, if you said, I listened to this, and I don't agree. I think this point was wrong. And when you said this, I felt it was insensitive. Fine. I might not agree with you, But make your case, you know, make your point. But to just drive by anonymously to try to destroy somebody, and you're right, it might have just been because she didn't like the title of it and thought it was, you know, misogynist or something. But um, no good. So I'm going to ask you guys again. I, I, I don't usually ask for promotion or whatever. This person, I already got her thing wiped, so that's that. But just so clear in the sort of karmic skills... Uh, if you enjoy this pod, give it five stars. Share it with your friends. Spread the word. Write write comments on it. You don't need to like bury her comment because it's gone, as I said. But my mo for something like this is whatever that person's intention was, it's going to backfire tenfold. Like let's get everybody and just say, you know what, you don't like the idea of this. You you don't want this to do well. Let's help it do well. That's basically the remedy when people do that. But I didn't really think they would. Uh, Erasion. Right, I was going to say,
0: yeah, I know. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully, it's still as impactful with her her, her comment gone. But yeah, I, did, I didn't. No, see I that think comment, people.
1: Man. I think people who support. It's not us. It's us, but it's also just like, you know, we try to say what's true. You know, we don't always get it right. We make mistakes, but we actually try to say what's true. Like, we're. It's just yeah. that's it. And I think people, at least privately, have said I appreciate what you guys are trying to do, and it's been helpful to me because it's nice to know that other people. Are just trying to say what's true and and not just do stuff that makes them look good and, you know, help themselves all the time, but actually just try to get to what's true and explore that. And hopefully it helps us. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I would like the podcast to be successful. I would like uh, a lot of people to listen to it, you know, and like it, but it's we're not going to alter the content because of that
0: totally fair awesome yes i please do go do that and i'm impressed that you that you got that done I'm i can't soft. believe it i, I was yeah, shocked yeah, like, i was like yeah. oh
1: apple doesn't give a shit you know how much more serious shit they've got yeah, i was gonna say they have
0: a lot more important things going on in the world but well,
1: yeah, it's not in the world crazy. i mean their job is to like monitor that stuff but sure. i would think that like there's probably like war zones over like certain podcasts out there you know very popular right. ones that are very controversial and they're probably like dealing with a lot of back and forth of cancel this and no they this isn't true and you know this is our little podcast that one person said something and they actually uh, as i said this is bullshit just delete it
0: yeah i was gonna bring it up for sure
1: okay and then uh all right let's talk about this uh, observations article is everything priced in was the title of it and well I, i'm not i'm not t- i'm talking so much man you're barely talking so go ahead t- tell me give no me some, no uh, no
0: it's your, it's your column. I want you to, you better explain it. I know. Go ahead. I'll, I'll, I'll chime in later. Go okay. ahead. I want you to explain your. Okay. Column so basically
1: after. the column is, there's two kind of theories of doing things. One is wisdom of the crowds where, you know, the market is all the buyers and all the sellers and the aggregate of all those are, is the price of a stock, Bitcoin of an ADP for a player. It's all the people who love this player and all the people that hate this player. They kind of push each other like two NFL teams moving the ball up and down the field. And wherever they're sort of stuck, that's the ADP. That's what the market price is. And it's been shown, I mean, conclusively, that when you have like 100 people or 1,000 or 10 or 100,000 people independently trying their hardest to figure something out, the aggregate of that is almost always smarter than any single expert. Your your odds are very remote that you're going to do a better job uh, making... You know, lines against the spread than the entire betting market, and same thing with ADP. That if you know if your ADP was the default and you had to just draft according to your ADP, and other people could just pick and choose from your list, that's how everyone had to draft, and, and one guy got to pick. They'd probably crush you. Same thing, but that's only true. That that only applies if there really are hundreds of thousands of people independently trying to figure things out and creating a very robust uh, wisdom of crowds. What ends up happening a lot, though, is over time, people know this, and they think, you know, I can never beat ADP. ADP is, is too much wisdom of crowds in there. I can never beat the spread because the market is too smart. And they start say, thinking, all right, well, I'm not going to bet on football. You know, maybe open a casino and say, I'll just take the rake, let other people choose the side. Um, or I'm not going to... Uh, really reach you know, for players in, in a football draft. I'll just take whoever falls below his ADP and I'm never going to reach for a guy above it because ADP is smarter than me. And then you know, in, this, in the stock market, it might just be, I just buy index funds. You know, I'm, I can't pick stocks. The market knows better. I'm just going to buy index funds and the market over the long haul goes up. So I'll just do that. But what starts to happen when everyone's in index funds and everybody's just doing ADP, then the ADP and the, and the investment behavior gets a lot stupider. Because the wisdom of crowds has to be everyone independently trying to figure out, and then the aggregate is very smart. But if there's like just a couple people who set the baseline initially, then everybody just jumps on ADP and says, ah, it's ADP, it's better than me. Then you're really not having a crowd figure out ADP. It's just a couple people and a bunch of sheep uh, with groupthink. And where it's groupthink, then a person with an astute observation can beat it. It can beat the market. And so the irony is, the paradox is, if people think... The market has all the known information, and it can't be beat, that's when it can be beat, because that's when it doesn't really. And if people do, do think the market can be beat and they're all independently trying to beat it, that's when it's very hard to beat. So it oscillates like a sine wave. At one point it's at peak easiness to beat by a person who's trying to beat it, and then at one point, it's at like almost impossible to beat because it's got everyone trying to beat it, and their aggregate beliefs are really tough to outdo. And you have to know where on that wave you are, whether we're in a, you know, when I said, it, I, I wrote an article about it, it's called agnostic or genius. The agnostic's like, I don't know, I'll just take whatever falls to me at the cheapest. And the genius says, oh, I can beat the market. And we have to know whether we're in an agnostic or a genius moment. In an agnostic moment where everybody's seeding their preferences to the market, then the genius can crush. But in a genius moment where everyone thinks they can beat the market, then the agnostic's gonna crush. And you have to find out where on that wave you are to decide how much you want to invest in your own uh, particular perceptions. That was the
0: article. Yeah, that's all, all interesting stuff. Um, one thing I just read something about how basically people are becoming more, they're fine with changing their minds easily, and that's pretty much because it's not their own thoughts to begin with. They're just forming this group thing, so that's why they're so easily cha- you know, malleable because it's not really their own thoughts. It's just what they've uh, grown well, accustomed to. You mean not just thing. in football. You mean just in In, in life. In life. Yeah, yeah. Political, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. This shifts and in in, 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 anything, but yeah. So, so, all right. So this is another way. I'm not sure it's entirely related, but I'm going to, I'm going to take it this way that, um, this is a reason why I personally like fantasy football more than fantasy baseball. And I get you that, that, and I, and I understand the arguments that the village idiot can win football and, and baseball is more nuanced and there's more players. And I, and, um, I'm not going to say because it's a boring or game or boring game or whatever. Um, I, I do think there are some ways to, to beat baseball as being different with game theory. Like I, I would toy with drafting five or six straight starters if we did have a baseball main event. Um, but I, I think with the projection systems in baseball, it's just crazy not to be um, – uh, what's the opposite? Agnostic. Uh, yeah. You got, I mean, you just simply have to be that way. And, and just, I mean, well, you think I'm better than these projection systems? I mean, not a chance. There's so many things to take in and there's a million players and they take in their minor league history. And there's so many factors. Whereas football right now, it's just crazy how different I am to the ADP or the ECR. Now, I'd argue I can't take a ton of advantage of that unless you're in an auction, and that's kind of frustrating. But I I don't know. That's why I actually like football better because I've just, the more I realize it, it's just like I'm pretty much agnostic in baseball and I'm full blown, quote unquote, genius in football, which I find more fun.
1: Yeah, well, it's more fun to draft like a genius, right? Get your guys, have your own takes. I mean, it's way more fun. And Peter Shanke wrote an article that was actually pretty good, and he posted it in the comments to my article which I edited because I remembered it. It was also well-written, so I was like, I must have edited this. It must have been me editing hmm. this. So I was like, I remember this, and he made a good argument that if you, if you go by ADP and agnostic every year, uh, you never really get, you're never going to get better at picking the players because you're just seeding that whole thing. And so, you know, to Taleb talks about this sometimes. He says, it's not, people look at these things as a one-year thing. It's not a, one, a one-off, one decision. You know, one year, am I going to be agnostic or a genius? But this is an iterative game. It's something we do every single year. So if even if agnostic's the better strategy, say for baseball, but genius will get you improvements, because you'll have your own takes and you'll see where you went wrong and you'll get better at it. And maybe in year five, year six, in year seven, year eight, it was worth being a little worse early on to, to have improved. Right? You'll actually get feedback on how you're doing. Now maybe you won't, maybe it won't mean anything. Maybe it'll just be you won't really be able to understand why you got something right or wrong. But I thought that was an interesting point he made that it was uh it's different like a one-off game than a repeat game. Right. For sure. And
0: then just to uh, tangentially point out P and now and I were on a Vlad Sedler pod last week and brought a good point that maybe the way to beat the market these days, since everyone knows all the advanced stats, although I'd argue some in football right now are getting blatantly ignored. Um, the to draft early and I'm learning I, I would never be drafting football like this if not for the current situation I'd be way into baseball right now and I'm looking at some I forget what the other ones are called the the cut line changes I did I was getting Miles Sanders in round three and all those you know and so um, that is the, the market inefficiency right now is drafting early and now I'm like so frustrated that Kenyon Drake is considered by everyone number six. well I had him like that you know four months ago but I don't get any credit for that so I would say that like right now you can still do drafts in which uh, I can clearly tell that, um, that this is going to be very different two months from now. Well, yeah. I mean, it's like stocks, right?
1: It's like front-running. It's like buying the company before it pops. Before, and not even before it gets earnings, because the earnings are during the year, but before everyone's onto it. Before, and you know,
0: doing it with an overall prize, though, you know, $200,000 overall prize in this. I think that's, that's really... I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm liking it. Let's put it that way.
1: Yeah, it's good. It's good to draft early. I mean, I think... In Pete's article, he made some other points saying that, you know, ADP is often influenced by the default ranking
0: because yes, you're drafting
1: yeah. in a draft room and you're seeing who's up you know, at the top. And, and it, I don't think people are dumb enough to say, Oh, he's the top guy on the list. I have to draft him. But I do think people are like, Ooh, I kind of like this guy, but I can't wait on him. Cause he's the top receiver in the queue right now in, in the default queue. So someone's going to take him. So I better take him, but where that reverse, 100%, some other, that other receiver, sense. yes, that other receiver affect. up yes. there, you'd be like, uh, eh, he's like 10 down in the queue. Maybe I can wait around. And that actually, affects, you know, so there, he's basically saying there that's is,
0: burned me before, though. You know, you got to know what you're doing. Like, say you're in the NFC NF, uh, there. Um, you got to look at their last week's ADP because the sure. rankings that use in that room is like are not updated. So right. you'll well,
1: get, that's good. That's good. But in a lot of formats, you know, it's just whatever the default rankings are. Yeah. Govern a lot of things. So, you know, he was kind of saying there is no ADP, you know, because it's 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 skewed there's no like real wisdom of crowds is what he was saying he was saying if, if you think that that these things are influencing it then that's not what everyone thinks it's like they're like ooh, here's the name on the top of the list i better take him before it's too late so that's uh it's yeah, not that the adp is this aggregate wisdom so much as this it or not that it's not that but that it has also an element of randomness that's just basically like whatever people are looking at while they're drafting that's going to affect every single draft
0: While I totally agree that there's a problem with ADP and I wanted to come out with a kind of a regular column talking about how different I am then it, uh, it's imperfect for the reasons you say and also just yahoo for instance i'm influencing the yahoo adp because it's i'm one whatever fifth of the rankings or whatever so i'm personally affecting that probably and just those aren't as per- perfect as the high stakes league so anyway i was going to use fantasy pros uh, expert consensus ranking you know there are 120 people and there there you go so that's I, I feel like that's an okay oh an okay wait but, way. but- it's one oh, thing their influence too, for sure. I Yeah. Believe me. I, I think it's, that's horrible too. I, I'm, I'm way off though. They're but, their influence, They're
1: influenced. Yeah. And you don't have any skin in the game. You, oh, I want to be the third best ranker or whatever, out of whatever the for sure. BS thing you can claim at the end of the year. I know you did like, you were like 28th best one year and you were touting that for months. I was uh, first. <laughs> I know. I'm just giving you a hard time. But, uh, so, uh, and congratulations to Brad Evans on that great year. He had that one yeah, year, but, uh, yeah
0: do not even know what I want yeah. anyway.
1: Yes, yeah, so so, no, so I hear you. I My point is though that a lot of guys, it's like it's not like they have fifteen hundred dollars on this thing. You know, they're just putting their rankings in for free, you know, giving away some free content for publicity. It's not like, you know, some people want to be the guy who has this, you know Yeah,
0: that too, right. The, the high, guy's showing the
1: off grade. with like and, and also like there's a game theory thing with that where if you're a little bit uh, unorthodox and some chalk doesn't do well you might win the whole thing right like if i'm playing against everybody the chalk list probably doesn't do it because everybody's got a chalk list so your list has to be like beat out everybody incrementally by you know we all have the same but for a couple slots here or there it's very hard to win that way if i have instead of mccaffrey number one i have camara number one and he's by far the number one I'd probably win that thing. I don't know how the
0: scoring yeah, works. Yeah, no, but. that's the grading system, too. Rudy Gamble does a great job of saying, like, he, he does not think it's properly weighted. Like, yeah. if you – conversely, if you have someone uh, way lower than the consensus and they do what they're expected, you're, like, totally screwed. And that's going to be me, like, to a T. I T. I'm have a lot of those guys. Like, God, Chris Godwin, I don't understand how he's the universal number six Receiver when he's a no longer going to play the slot he's outside he's sharing targets with mike evans oj howard Rob Gronkowski he um he he has a quarterback why do you think he's no longer going to play the slot what makes you think that that's already been announced they're going to play two they're going to play 12 personnel as their base set that's literally been announced by arians i mean it's been told to the public and um, I mean, it's not like even a secret. So it's like so weird to me. Well, and why do you believe that? Like they're going to play in the league last year, switching teams in the second I, I, half. I, you hate Brady. Plain. You hate Brady, but, but let's, but let's, let's back up. I, I, I don't hate Brady. I, I'm just using the stats. It's not, it's not a, why do you, game. why
1: do you believe Arians is going to suddenly use two tight ends when he didn't use any, he had OJ Howard, who everyone had the top five tight
0: end last year. Yeah, I had him cause fourth. He, Cause he didn't have Rob Brinkowski come out. I, I don't know. So why, why. is he going to use two all of a sudden? Thing, uh,
1: uh, what percent of the time do you think that they're going to use 12 personnel?
0: Um, I mean, he's, he said they're going to use it a lot. I'm just telling, I'm not, I'm, I'm, a I don't lot. I mean,
1: instead of like 8% of the time, they'll use it 22% of the time.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think Godwin's going to not play the slot nearly as much as he did last year. But even then, it's bizarre to share targets with Mike Evans, two beast tight ends, a 43-year-old different quarterback, and to be the number six receiver. You know how many good receivers there are? But you, you,
1: understand, are like a, you understand that they have only two receivers. They have Scotty Miller as their three. Okay, who's just some total scrub? So they're only too deep. OJ Howard was a total non-factor even when completely healthy last year. Gronk might be good, but Gronk is never more than like ninety-five targets, and he's rarely healthy. So you've got uh, you know a guy who may get a hundred targets as the number three option. You've got OJ Howard, who to me is just that's like an afterthought. He's talented. There's no doubt about that. But you know, given what happened last year, I'm not worried about. You have a Pro Bowl level receiver. Chris Godwin would have been the number two receiver. Uh, on every you know in the end if he didn't get hurt the last couple of games, he was besides Michael Thomas, he was the top receiver. In in 14 games, he had thirteen hundred thirty three yards, nine touchdowns, eighty-six catches. He had eleven yards of target. He was a stud last year. He had 25 catches of 20 or more yards. I think that was first in the NFL. And he and he was in the slot more than anybody by far. And you know, Brady loves those like Julian Edelman, Wes Welker, the guy who could run the short routes, get open. I mean, Godwin's like a better, faster, bigger, younger, at his peak version of those guys. I don't know, man. I
0: I, I see he would not be on any of my fantasy teams okay, doing that. He I, was not I, even top thirty in Whopper. I mean, I, I, that is insane. What's I mean, Air yards and target share. I mean, that's Firms Myers. I mean, it's this list. This lists all the, the guys getting the most. Uh, I mean, that that's crazy. What do you mean? He had one hundred
1: twenty-one targets in fourteen games.
0: Target share, though. Well, I, what is Target it? Target share the better represent twenty two percent. Well, he missed two full games, probably two and a half full games at the end of the year. Then what? Then yeah, is uh, yeah. Where is his? So you have you have Chris Godwin sixth then. You're saying yeah. I, I just pulled some out of my hair My head. My, my, okay, and I got got you on that. Okay, all right. Okay, so so you you're you're in on Godwin. With I'm the, so you in on you Godwin with the quarterback change. Like that's fine. I mean, I think I think def- I definitely. That the, the stats. I, I do not hate Brady at all. I think Brady's funny on Twitter. I think he. I don't might do you hate, hate him that. personally.
1: I mean you hate him in fantasy. I'm not making it personal. But only
0: because of what the stats say. So like why? Why am I supposed to disagree with the best stats that we have? The, the the things that the compute the air yards and the accuracy. The the next gen stats point to him being not just bad. He's dropped four straight years. And he's 43 years old. We have historical evidence like so long players usually drop off far before this. And he's switching entire environments. I I don't, I don't know. You just, I don't, what am I missing?
1: Well, you're missing is you can't just look at like how quarterbacks age and then just say, you know, quarterbacks age badly. And he's very old. Yes, that's definitely a risk, but it's but
0: he did in front of us. He was the worst performing over the last eight games. He was the last eight games where
1: he had a injured Muhammad Sanu A rookie, Nikhil Harry, coming back from injury who couldn't do much. Edelman, who dropped like eight or nine passes and doesn't make big plays no matter what. Uh, Anyway, the the tight ends were guys Matt LaCosse, Ben Watson at age like thirty eight or whatever. I mean, James White and Julian Edelman were his two best receivers. I mean, that was it. And those guys aren't even you know. And Edelman was thirty three. It's not even like he was. Right, but these stats, EPA, they, they all take that into account. They, they, I, don't, they I mean, account. I, you know, you can uh, do your uh, acronym mumbo jumbo, but I'm looking at his year end stats. He had 24 TDs, eight picks, 6.6 YPA is bad, but 24 TDs, eight picks, 4,000
0: yards, 5.9 YPA in the second half,
1: but second half, I mean, what about the first
0: half? What did he oh, have in the right, first half? Right. He had no, seven right. and a right. half the even the second half doesn't. The whole, the whole season is, is better for I mean, it's sure, like, you know. I, I see that because of age.
1: Well, you think he aged in the second half?
0: Yeah, that, that's usually what. I, often that happens. Like, it like it happens in the middle of a season. Didn't it happen with the Manning one or whatever? Yeah, just when Peyton, it happens. Though, it Peyton boom, had, like. a big, like, steepest, like, decline. Boom.
1: But Peyton couldn't turn his head. You know, he had maybe, spinal maybe
0: fusion. I'm, maybe I'm completely wrong on this, but let's just say that, I mean, the, the evidence, like, the. It, it, the evidence is against the side that everyone seems to be believing that's going to happen. That's. Well,
1: I'll give you the counterpoint. I'm I'm with you. I'm lower on Brady than the than the market, and I'm definitely taking Daniel Jones, Joe Burrow, Baker Mayfield, those kind of guys. But I, I I would still think Brady is is above the threshold to support receivers. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying he's good, and I definitely think that having Jameis Winston, who was willing to make egregious mistakes and make throws, you know, all over the place was a way better fan. It's like as good as it gets for fantasy. I mean, he sucks in real life, but for fantasy, he's great. And yeah. this, is, this is a downgrade for those receivers, but there's only two receivers. And then there's Gronk who's been out for a year and a half and is like, you know, so injury prone, never gets more than hundred targets. And then there's OJ Howard who they didn't even throw to that's it. Godwin's going to get 150 targets again
0: i just saw gronk dunk on some game show he looks like jack um, <laughs> yeah but, well, so, I have, so, so i have godwin 20th that's like that's still very that's very impressive if you're a, if you're the 20th receiver that's like that's really good but i just just rather clear like alphas on their team like like give me uh like terry mclaurin over him or Devontae parker or dj shark or ty hilton you know robert woods i'd rather those you know the robert number one
1: Woods. Team. robert woods how many touchdowns did robert woods have last year
0: yeah he yeah, yeah, very yeah the touchdown was very very low on him but I don't believe, i think that's that's fluky. well what but, do you um, think he
1: had the year before when the yeah, rams offense was amazing he had six in yeah, 16 woods, games
0: woods, whatever yeah woods, woods uh, I, don't, I don't love woods but i'll, uh, I'll give you a name um, a crazy name that i just moved up that this is much higher than than uh than adp is i would rather marquise brown on my team than chris godwin i'll, I'll tell you what But I would never. I would. I would bet like an an overall like a top three thing there because I'm taking that. He's like no, no. I would give you
1: odds. I would give you odds. I would give you odds. I don't want to give like, let's just say minimum 14 games. Otherwise, the bet's off. Minimum 14 games. I'll give you three to two odds on whatever you want to bet.
0: Marquise Brown. PPR. PPR. Team games. PPR. 14 game minimum.
1: 14 game minimum for both. Otherwise, it's it's no bet. Yeah.
0: Hundred bucks.
1: Hundred bucks. And 150, I'll give yeah. you, and you give me 100. I got Godwin. Yeah, okay. you got, email me yeah. that. Email me that. Okay. All
0: right. Okay. Done. So, yeah, I just moved him up today. So it's funny. I moved him ahead of. Godwin. I don't.
1: I just think you know maybe he'll be a monster, but I think that he uh, is like Deshaun Jackson. He's not going to get more than 99, 100 targets. He'll get 10 yards a target. But so did Godwin last year. Godwin had 11 yards a target. Godwin. Did, Godwin's like, then he's you know, a
0: different quarterback,
1: and okay. and he's not going to play the slot nearly as much. I anyway, think right. he is. Okay. I think yeah, he is. Okay. I I, I right. mean, the idea that Bruce Arians all of a sudden is going to completely neglect OJ Howard for no reason, and he's always you know the, the knock on that coming in last year was like, oh, he never uses tight ends, and we're, and then we're like, well, he's never had OJ Howard. Obviously, he'll adapt, and he did not adapt at all. And now he's talking about it offhandedly in the off season, not getting specific.
0: That we'll Bruce Arian said 12 personnel will be the Buccaneers' base offense. This is reported June 4th.
1: I want to see that quote.
0: I want so, to see the so there guy. we go.
1: Give me the exact quote. Read what Bruce Arian said, not the headline.
0: Um, I want to hear what okay, the yeah. guy
1: said because you know how these beat writers are. They take something and they want quote to Quote, unquote,
0: clean. that's our base offense, Arian said, of 12 personnel. And
1: that's it. What else? What do you say about it?
0: That's, that's all the, the quote I've led to is okay. that's our base offense. Arian said of 12 personnel with two mm-hmm. tight ends on the field. Yeah. He says he even likes 13 with the third tight end. Expect more. That, of that makes it M- even less likely that he's going to do
1: that. Was he going to take Evans or Godwin off the field to get in Cameron
0: Brate? Yeah, that's silly. But again, I'm just reporting what, what he's saying. Uh, I coach know but it's saying, it's I mean.
1: coaches just talk shit. It is better. I'll give you credit for saying that he actually said it was his base offense, which is better than just an offhand thing. Well, we're going to run more 12, But I I just, I don't believe it. I don't think they're going to do that. I think, I think what it seemed like is that OJ Howard's obviously miserable there, right? You're a superstar first round pick your first couple of years. You look like you're going to be one of the best tight ends in the league. Third year, you're all set to go and you're putting the dog ass the whole year. You don't get a shot at all. And so you're like, I want to be traded. I want to get out of here. I don't like this. And teams want to trade for him, obviously, because OJ Howard, and maybe they're getting garbage offers and they sign Gronk and they're like whoa this is horrible for OJ Howard and then he says no 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 we're very happy with OJ Howard meaning we're not desperate to shop him so if you want to trade for him give us a good offer it'll be our base offense we're happy to have these two guys or just to keep OJ Howard happy because he's if he's on the team then they're like well you know we don't want him to be despondent so we're going to Say what we need to say. I don't know. It just, it just strikes me as so unlikely that just when you add Gronk that OJ Howard's going to be a prominent part of the offense.
0: Here's what's going to happen. 43 year old Tom Brady is going to get hurt and it's going to give everyone a nice convenient excuse. Uh, and I'm not even going to get look like I was right. So that, that's fine, but whatever um, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We disagree know, on Godwin and the buck situation. I, I, I will acknowledge that I could be right in the fact like he could again suck in real life, uh, but still like put up, you know, a like decent stats and he's in the right situation. That team, that team was like even throwing when they had seven point leads last last year. Um, So that, yeah, I mean, it it could be, but on the other side, you know, maybe that defense is really good. And again, I'm just, I don't know. I I don't see it with Godwin and the rest of the community is with you. I'm the weird one. I mean, I'm the one that's apparently bizarre because
1: I understand your argument. I definitely think it's worse than it's Brady and maybe if Brady is below that threshold, then all bets are off, man. A receiver doesn't need a star quarterback. Sometimes it's better not to, if, if a quarterback who's not, well, what
0: that if that cor- receiver's also sharing the deal with, oh, forget even if you think Gronk and, and OJ Howard, but Mike Evans, these are two, Mike Evans was everyone's top 10 receiver last year. And now he's in his prime right there. He's a teammate.
1: Yeah. But the, that's a narrow tree Evans and and Godwin Scott Miller's nobody like they don't have that's a no name that's anybody that's like you know the, the number three receiver on the Browns is Rashad Higgins that's like just having a guy that's not like yeah.
0: oh but everyone has a yeah that's like naming a backup running back when yeah. everyone has a backup running back in yeah. the NFL yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: they're like but you know the Giants have Golden Tate Sterling Shepard Darius Slayton <laughs> Evan Ingram, Saquon yeah. Barkley for any of those guys. You're like, those are actually names that, that are going to command yes, for sure. 80, 90 targets minimum each. So like they, they are a problem for each other to some extent, but Scotty Miller is not. I don't think OJ Howard I mean, is. I, I think OJ Howard has to be for now put in the category of not a problem. And even Gronk as good as he is, is a 90, 95 target guy. So if they're going to throw 620 times or whatever they're going to throw, there's going to be a lot of targets for Evans and Godwin and I think Evans is the guy that Brady's going to have trouble with because Brady would have to throw, you know he's the deep guy and Godwin's the slot guy last year and even if he's outside he's still going to be running shorter routes than
0: the next. Falcons, Falcons, Panthers might have two of the bottom five defense yes. in the league. And while the Saints are good, those could be shootouts. So I will totally acknowledge that, too. Um, but while we're in an argumentative mood, um, I, I have to say, I came across this tweet. I wish I had remembered to give acknowledgement. But um, do you know that your guy, John Gruden, your favorite coach in the NFL who you love to defend, um, do you know that the Raiders, uh, how many points do you think they scored in the third quarter last year? I don't know, 21. Wow. It's a, you even tried to shit on my point and you didn't even overshoot it. 20 points in 16 third quarters. 20 points what? after sitting in halftime and the team had adjusted adjust to the opponents. John Gruden's Raiders scored 20 points in the third quarter. Sorry, that is just insane and I'd be remiss if I, uh, if I passed what
1: it is, on. What does it matter what quarter they scored the points?
0: I, well, the, the narrative is halftime, right? The adjustments of Pete Carroll's USC team are just uh, insane. I don't know. That's, if there's any way to to judge an NFL head coach as far as adjustments, it would be the third quarter, correct? That's only if you didn't know the
1: entire track record of the season, right? If you're like, well, what, yeah. what, you know, if it's...
0: Well, I'm guessing 20 lower than most, say that's, a, that's a, on average yeah, but like, about, about a point a quarter. So. I'm, not,
1: I'm not saying Gruden is great or anything or did a great job, but I mean... That's very specific. Oh. That's like oh. on Thursdays, the guy Thursday night games, he's terrible. You
0: know? Yeah, Okay. We can disagree a little bit on that one. Just uh, anyway, what else? Uh, all right, let's don't argue with you. Other I than like I off, off a buy. He's terrible. When
1: he has more time to prepare, he doesn't even get them. Go. It's like stuff so specific. Right.
0: Okay. Um, how about them bell peppers list?
1: I did have to send you 10 bucks for that. Unfortunately, but I did it right away. I always pay you right away, mm-hmm. man. If I owe Thank money, you. boom, I send it. You did. I, I thought that was wrong but I think corrected and if those of you didn't listen to last week's I thought that yellow green red were different they grew on different plants they were just different varieties but apparently they're just different stages of ripeness I disagreed I've never grown them Dalton's dad grew them so you knew but I've eaten them which is not the same thing and I thought I could uh call bs on it and I was I was incorrect so for those of you who say I don't own up to my uh errors this is this is counterpoint to that yeah, you did send right away, as usual.
0: Appreciate that. And real quick, one other health question for you. First of all, I, I baked myself some uh, wild salmon with some sweet potatoes with a ton of butter on it, as you suggested. It was delicious and uh, seemingly healthy. Um, my question to you is, looking in, in those raw eggs lists, it really tells you you should get pasteurized eggs, and that's only one company that's like Davidson's. It's hard to come well, by. You
1: pasteurized you, eggs. No, you don't. No, you don't. For
0: raw, that? with salmonella, you think, don't worry about all that. Well, I'm reading Pasteurized
1: bullshit. is not raw, right? That's the opposite of raw. We I mean, have raw milk
0: which is no, much no, better for you. But they them before, to, 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 do, and then what you what buy them in the store, what they would it? be raw. they How they heat yeah, yeah, them. Right, they, them. Yeah, they They're not them
1: raw. Up. They've killed the enzymes and the things that are healthy, but them. do not that do stuff that.
0: anyway. Okay, so... Okay, you don't so. have to have raw eggs. You can have... Okay, just, okay, here's my next question. How gross is it to use hard-boiled eggs in shakes?
1: I don't know. I've never done it. You see, I you can, you're trying some science stuff basically you're trying to like uh, gain weight through science which is fine i you know as long as the ingredients are good maybe it works i am mostly just doing it through nature you know so i'm like just i eat what's there and raw eggs i know are good for you obviously you don't want to get salmonella
0: but if you so get it you them from have my, no problem with that with, with eating a raw egg
1: i mean i'd have to have a good reason to eat it i mean they're incredibly healthy and I think oh, so it's probably you, said ha- you have
0: to have a good reason to eat it. Oh, so you well, wouldn't I mean, just pour I mean, sticks in your shake every day and just hope for the best.
1: I think it's a low risk if you get the eggs not from a supermarket, but if you get them from a farm or you get them from somewhere that the eggs are clean. In other words, a chicken that is eating worms and organic, you know, whatever the hell chickens eat, and running around and healthy and laying eggs, in a nice farm is probably going to be a robust chicken that doesn't lay eggs that get salmonella.
0: I, I mean, that's my belief. Well, I, I agree with that, but it's just I'm, I'm getting my eggs from a supermarket, unfortunately. So that, that, that's I mean, the reality. You know,
1: if you get organic ones, it's better. I don't know. I, I've I've had raw eggs before.
0: I mean, yeah. I've had okay. Them. All right. But okay. I, I don't all know right. if I would do six a day. I agree about day. the pasteurizing
1: though, getting rid of the, that's kind of defeats the no, purpose. No, do not get eggs. those. Do not get those. Just, I'd rather just cook the egg then, but I, I, I think in a pack. smoothie, it's pretty safe too. If you have other stuff in it too. I mean, I, okay, man, I, I don't know. It's a, it's just experiment. I don't, you're probably not going to die if you get it either. So
0: <laughs> yeah, you're right. Exactly. Just contribute to my already, uh, stomach problems.
1: I, I think, I think oh. you'd be all right. I I don't know, but, but yeah, but you're, you know, you're doing stuff that's like, I, again, I don't really, I don't really do shakes. I don't do any of that kind of thing. I just like eat.
0: Yeah. not here. I don't. I gain away food. from that, uh, sweet potatoes with butter. I actually have gained a couple a couple weights and in, a in, in in couple pounds in the past week. So, um, maybe it's working, but, um, yeah, no, I'm sure that's very boring. And, uh, what else do you have on your that's, mind? That's Anything important.
1: Else we go? That's, it's important. Yeah. Maybe a couple things now that we're sort of getting into it. I, I just, I really was thinking in this week, a lot about tolerance, like what tolerance means being tolerant of other people. And most people who feel like they're entitled to be intolerant of some other person, I'm not saying like someone breaking into your house. You know, oh, I'll tolerate someone breaking into my house. No, that's not something to tolerate, like physical actions against you. Just tolerant of people's views, of their speech. Whenever people are being intolerant towards somebody, they almost always think it's for a really good reason. They always, always think like, oh yeah, I'm being intolerant, no doubt, but that guy is terrible. This is a bad person I'm being intolerant to. This person deserves it. But like the worst people in history... Have basically believed, at least a lot of them, that the person they were being cruel and vicious to—and again, I'm not talking about someone who's attacking you physically or something like that. I'm talking about, you know, somebody who disagrees with you. They've believed that person deserved it. Everybody, the biggest dick in history, the biggest—the people you look back on, you're like, oh, those were horrible people. McCarthy era, you know, ferreting out communists in the U.S. Things like that, all these like uh, persecutions, religious persecutions of people. They thought that those people were evil, bad, needed to be fixed. And I think that's something to keep in mind. Intolerance is an attitude, and people think, well, as long as I'm intolerant to the right thing, then I'm doing good.
0: But I hear you. No, there are a lot of strong opinions out now, right now, and there is, yeah, no, I'm know i testing. Yeah, I hear you. I'm testing my tolerance. No, you
1: know, you. It's, it's a lot of times like tolerance is not, I agree, or I think you're right, or I think what you're saying isn't totally moronic. It's just like, all right, I don't need to destroy you because we don't agree on this. That's tolerance, right? It's not, I like you. Tolerance is not about liking somebody or agreeing with somebody. It's about saying, eh, that guy's kind of got a stupid opinion, but... Anyway, whatever. They're free to have it. Yeah. I, I yeah. think that, that's, a, that's a thing. And I, and I follow this guy, uh, Kapil Gupta. I told you, the enlightened yes, guy. Yes. or I think he's enlightened. Um, and he had a bunch of tweets. I didn't retweet this because I've had so many tweets misinterpreted. And I made a tweet, uh, I think it was after our last podcast. It was on Friday. Just about, you know, be wary of those who would persecute other people. Be tolerant. And then like people are like, oh, you're talking about the Tom Cotton article in the new york times and first of all i think absolutely he should be able to publish that and people shouldn't have got fired over it even though i think it's a stupid it was a stupid opinion but i don't even care about that argument people just immediately assume it's this thing that you're talking about when they have no idea but secondly uh this guy tweeted out and i didn't retweet it because i was like eh, people aren't going to get this but i'm figuring on a podcast you have a little more uh new room for nuance um he, he writes he tweets if you wish to see the face of evil find a man who seeks to be good
0: Oh, I actually did catch that one. I did catch that. That was a good tweet. Yes. I, I actually saw that one. That was yes, It's that like the people think,
1: who yes. think they want to be good. They want to be part of team good, as Ted Bell says. Mm-hmm. And what happens if you want to be good, you're sort of hoping to be one thing and rejecting something else. There's like a hope of what you want to be, and you're pushing away anything that would be the opposite. Right? You're rejecting something. And usually when you're in that struggle, you project that struggle onto the world. So the people who are the good, you want to be like them and have solidarity with them. And the evil, you want to reject, destroy, get rid of them. And so most evil, most of the really evil stuff in history has been done because you're justified in doing something for the good. It's like utilitarianism, right? And and, and these people are the scourge that needs to be destroyed. And whenever you adopt that posture that you know what i'm justified because i'm good in doing this cruel thing uh, and these people deserve the cruel thing because they're evil you're basically doing that's the same mindset that every atrocity in history has been done under pretty much or (laughs) most of them some of them maybe the guy's just such a psychopath he doesn't even care but like i think most of them people are it's for the good you know, we're doing this for the good. We're, we want to bring uh, the Iraqis freedom. You know, we want to overthrow their dictator. We want to, you know, these, all, all the things that you're, that we're, we're doing it because for their own good. We're converting these religious people, these non-religious people for their own good with the sword. We're converting them. We're saving their souls from hell. They're heretics. We need to do this for them. And those people really believed that they were doing good and they were part of team good when they were laying waste to other people. They believed that and they believe the people that they were late needed their help and or were evil or you know part of the devil's work or whatever when you get into that mindset that sort of mob rule mindset of just i'm part of the good and you're part of the evil and i can you know i need to do this that itself is the evil that mindset is the evil it's not what this person has wrong beliefs or you have right beliefs we disagree whatever that's not the evil the belief the evil is the attitude of completely trying to destroy, it's really a part of yourself that you're projecting onto the, you know, onto the world, but you're, you're acting out. So, Anyway, I thought it was a profound tweet, and uh, yeah, I liked it.
0: I liked it too. I'd have to say I have less conviction in some of my beliefs the older I get because the more skeptical I have of of what, how much of this picture do I actually have painted for me? You know, how much do I even know? So I try to be whatever the other side of anything of belief is to begin with. But yeah, these are said and done, and it's a good overall point about tolerance list.
1: And and, and I would I would say that it's kind of like your point, and I don't want to speak for uh, an enlightened person, but I I feel like. I've heard that guy and other people say I've read a lot of books by supposedly again people who seem like they are uh, have arrived at some sense of understanding that that they say that what you said earlier which is that you know your thoughts are just the product of what's circulating around in society I mean you're not they're not your thoughts like yeah you say them or I might pick and choose which ones to say but the actual thoughts that are going through your head are just the product of what you're exposed to for in large part and that you know, I think a lot of them would say like all the thoughts are just bullshit. It's just some shit going through your head. They're not even yours. They're just something that's in the zeitgeist. They're just something that's in the air, and you're grabbing a hold of it, and then you're believing that. And that it's probably wiser to obviously you need provisionally to to have beliefs. You need to have your Chris Godwin rankings and whatever else for your. You know, you need to have beliefs. But I think in general, like the idea that most thoughts are not reliable counsel for you like your thoughts are not your you know the things you believe are not necessarily like your friends in terms of (laughs) guiding you toward the truth necessarily it's a and 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 to be loose about it and to sort of stick with you know in the present like what you're experiencing is is going to get you to a a more authentic place than than trying to pick and choose certain beliefs that occur to you from time to time
0: well said (laughs) man you got anything else in your mind
1: no, that was mainly it. I like the Godwin shit, though, dude. I'm, I'm glad you're in on that. We do have a bet on it. You got anything else? Want any last uh,
0: weird, my weird, weird rankings? Yeah, yeah. I got a, no, I watched a, a rankings.
1: I'm talking about your rankings. I'm saying any other things. My you, rankings. You're, you're obviously Godwin. You're about. you're way out of the uh, norm on what else? Anything else? Oh, yeah. We could go on
0: for a while on that. Just uh, give me one. Am, Just give me one. It's very know, different. we well, we talked having. about we've talked about uh, about Beckham, but um, I'm you don't like about
1: Beckham. You don't like Beckham. Yeah.
0: I don't like Beckham. But I'm, I'm I'm higher. Okay, let's. See. I'm going to give you another one. Um, why I think he's moving up now, but uh, why is Melvin Gordon? Was he typically ranked lower? I like Melvin. He's a, I, I he's moved a him three up. down back. I mean, that guy gets yeah. the catches too. So why why was he treated? I, I think he's probably getting moved up now, though. But but Melvin Gordon was a guy. I didn't. I mean, I have him as a 13th back. or over you know top 15 pick.
1: Yeah, I, James I'm pretty Gordon? high too. I, I don't know if I'm as high as you do, but I I, I kept moving him up because I kept you know at that stage of the draft you're like. Devin Singletary or Fournette or yeah. Jonathan Taylor. And I'm like, all right, just give me Melvin Gordon. Cause you're right. He catches passes and, and Philip Lindsay is just a change of pace guy. He's not like a, he's not a big problem. He's, he's better
0: Super than just small. a small. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. Be, he's better yeah. than a generic backup, but he's a change of pace. Yeah. Gordon. I was never even a Gordon guy, but I mean, he gets three down back the goal line. They have a pretty good offensive line. A lot of weapons. I don't know about drew Locke, but um, he his in what I guess in Wisconsin, when he, when he balled, it was that inside zone scheme. It's supposedly exactly the same there too. So he seems undervalued. I like James Conner, and I get it. Maybe he's just hurt. And it's, it's even some speculation that it's cancer survivor, that the tissue is going to be a problem for the rest of his career. But um, I'm in on him. He looks Jack, the photos and another guy who gets all the work there the, the catches and everything and people are just forgetting, you know, the, I should the probably move
1: him up. I have him at 19 among backs. I just, I got to move Fournette down even more. I, I just can't take Fournette. I can't draft him in, unless well, it's like. Well, I
0: have like, him at 25th, so where, where is that? I have him, I have him at
1: 17 in full PPR. Half PPR, I have him, I don't know, if you, you're probably talking half PPR, right?
0: Yeah, but I, I pretty much draft the same off this. So I, I would personally have him in full PPR, 25th. Yeah, Still, I'm that's how I would actually, I'm
1: higher at Happy 16, but I I don't I don't like Fournette. I might move him down too. I
0: just yeah, I don't I, guys that I will just simply not have because I have Fournette 25th, Le'Veon Bell 26th, David Johnson 27th, Todd Gurley 28th. So those guys I just want zero part of the uh that old old group. Another guy I'm lower on than most is Austin Eckler. Um, really good real-life player but man uh, the whole point was Philip Rivers just dumped off to him now not only my well, Herbert might be a problem but mobile quarterbacks never throw to running back so Eckler I don't get it there that might be a bad team on a player that doesn't run who has like a low BMI I, I don't get I don't know uh, Eckler I'm down on
1: yeah I'm 12th among running backs I don't know where with that whether that's above or below yeah the I, would, see, I would
0: take Gordon and Connor over him
1: Yeah, I don't have that low, but I can see it. I just think if Eckler even gets like I have him with 156 carries and 82 catches, and in full PPR, that's just well, you're talking about half PPR
0: though, right? So, I, like I said, I'm treat this as PPR. This is how my rank I, I would half PPR.
1: Say, I have Eckler. Uh, well, that's yeah, no, PPR, I
0: take it back and full PPR Eckler is such a difference. That's, yeah. Okay. Full PPR. You got to bump him up. Yeah. He, he's such a beast there, but I'll just tell you on, on NFC, I'm just not going to get him where he goes. I'm just, right. I'm even going to pass him up there. What are your thoughts on Eckler? Just in general. Though?
1: If he gets 200 carries, you know, he's, he could be Alvin Kamara esque. but I think there's a, I made him, I gave him 156 carries. And Alvin Kamara asked without, with fewer touchdowns because the team isn't going to be as good. But I gave him 156, but I think there is a real chance he gets 110 or 120. And they just get those other two backs in there and split carries. So I, I just don't know how many carries he's going to get. He's he's pretty small. As you said, he has a low BMI. He's not, uh, he's 5'10, 200. So he's, you know, usually a running back that's going to get 200 carries is going to be 5'10, 215 what he is for his career you never you rarely see a five ten two hundred. 200 although christian mccaffrey who i did not think he'd get the carries initially when he came like 511 205
0: right right okay so here's the last guy uh, for football and i know we strongly disagree and i i admit totally risky a guy with extremely low bmi but um, I just draft Mostert in uh, the fourth round of all these leagues. Um, he's kind of going up higher, I believe, now. But um, 28-year-old low BMI who is in a committee um, and has never done it before, uh, I, I get that's, that's the downside, right? Yeah. I, I, I
1: mean, I don't even – whenever Mostert gets taken in a PPR, full PPR, which is what I'm always drafting in, I'm like, what? Why are you taking this guy? He doesn't catch passes. Tevin Coleman could easily just be the guy just as much – and you've got like the handoff to Debo Samuel maybe Brandon Ioko get some carries like they just there's just no rhyme or reason it's not like they're gonna commit to him and have him be like some every down workhorse as you said he's he's got a low BMI he's really fast he'll probably get five yards a carry or something and get 180 200 carries and get like 900 yards and like seven touchdowns but few catches I just I just don't see the ceiling
0: yeah, again, I admit it's risky, and I was—I think as Evan Silva established a run pod I was talking about. I couldn't believe that he, his he was RB twenty six, as and that was too high. Um, yeah, That's I, so I exactly I, where I have him is twenty six. I'll take it. the opposite approach. I have him—I have him sixteenth, and uh, I <laughs> lead back in a Shanahan system. The guy scored twelve touchdowns over the final eight games last year. He got just thirty one percent of the Niners' carries last year, and Breida left. Um, you talk about the receiving. Do you know what position he played in college? It was wide receiver. So I, I would assume that he could receive I mean, he's graded very, very highly in the advance there, and right? he literally played wide receiver in college. So, What, what do you I think of think McKinnon
1: that'd... coming back, though, and being the third down guy?
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean if, if your argument's a guy who's coming off two ACL surgeries well, no, and hasn't played uh, most in of years. McKinnon is...
1: wasn't even there last year, and Brita wasn't a third down pass catcher. He was hurt a lot of last year. Sabrina so was not really no, good was like
0: 140 touches are gone. And yeah, I mean, I guess McKinnon, but so DVOA um, rushing uh, Mostert was number one among all rushers last year. And Tevin Coleman was second to last. Peyton Barber shouldn't even count. He's in his own category every year. So Coleman was literally last and yeah. Mostert's number one. So, I mean, maybe maybe Shanahan would, would, will continue to to give them equal work. But Mostert's like bulking up this offseason again, 12 touchdowns over the final eight games. Uh, that seems like a lot of upside to me. 12 touchdowns over eight games, final eight games.
1: Yeah, but it also seems like when you have a huge amount of touchdowns relative to the amount of work you're getting, it's, it's kind of fluky. A lot of people think Aaron Jones is going to regress because he had a lot of touchdowns for his production. Right, but
0: instead of adding A.J. Dillon, they subtracted Breeda. You're right with McKinnon. McKinnon's there, but I think Tevin Coleman. So you look at in sports injury predictor, uh, whatever you think about that site, their number one most likely uh, running back to, get, to miss the games this year is Tevin Coleman.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah. I just don't, I think like they'll get like Jeff Wilson in there. Like they don't, I, I think like Mostert has so little upside.
0: Little. He, uh, yeah. This is what I keep hearing. 12 touchdowns in eight games when not getting all the work is a weird but, way to but, frame little upside It's 25 touchdowns. It's not a lot of upside. Cause that's what you, if you, for a full season.
1: Yeah. You don't think he has that upside though. W- what I'm saying is that this guy has so little upside that even if Tevin Coleman doesn't share carries or does get hurt, even if Jarek McKinnon can't make it back, I just don't think they're going to give Mostert that many carries. I mean, he's aiming for 200 carries this year. He's aiming for 200
0: people fall over themselves for Ruben drone in Shanahan system. And this guy is the fastest player in the NFL with the insane uh, burst score and everything. No, no, no. All right. Okay. He's all aiming right. for
1: 200. He doesn't catch passes last year. He had 14 receptions all year.
0: Played wide receiver in college and is great, It well, does very well Win thrown to,
1: well, they don't throw to him and He's aiming for two hundred. So you're he's looking for two hundred carries and I gave him generously twenty-three catches.
0: Yeah. Come no, I, again I'm hey I'm the weirdo here. I'm the one way off. Yeah. So
1: well, let's know. do a Mostert bet. I'll take somebody you don't like. Mostert um, in PPR. Let me, yeah, let me Fournette, Bell, baby. I Johnson, hate I early, hate Fournette. I hate Fournette. I truly okay. hate it. And then also Le'Veon I think most of I, I think Mostert's floor is is not terrible. Because I think he'll he'll play and he'll be effective when he plays. No, uh, I think his
0: floor is not great. A 28-year-old has never done it with a, with a zero. I mean, he has to bulk up because he's, he's a small no, guy. No, but I think so he's going to
1: get 100. You know, if he's healthy, he's going to get 150 carries and he's going to score like six, seven touchdowns and he's going to catch, you know, 15, 20 pounds. I mean, I think he's going to get something. Uh, whereas, yeah. like, Le'Veon Bell or Leonard Fournette could just be done. You know, it could be like apparent early that those guys
0: are just toast. If you don't want any of those guys, have, I'll, I'll take, have you have Connor ahead of, of Mostert? I have Connor ahead of Mostert. Yes. Okay. I like Connor a lot.
1: Love Connor. Yeah, I'm trying to think of someone probably. I actually like ahead of Moster. I mean, I have guys ranked ahead. of I'll him. do Josh
0: Jacobs, old uh, former Bay Area guy.
1: Oh, I would, I would snap call Josh Jacobs against yeah. Moster. You, you're going to do that? I feel bad for you. Let me give you some odds. Let me give you some odds on that. Yeah.
0: Give me some, well, definitely. Yeah, give me some odds. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh,
1: minimum, eight, four, eight, minimum 14 games. Yeah. yeah. Okay, minimum 14 games. I'll give you another three to two odds. Jacobs yeah, versus let Let's do the same. Same bet. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. I'll give you some odds on that. That's fair i mean three to two doesn't sound like much but it's a big difference because any guy could outperform anyone else i mean we are we are cutting off the injury issue so that actually helps me i mean it helps the favorite because obviously that's the easiest way he could outperform. but
0: funnily funnily i disagree with you on the injury thing i'm more, more worried about Marquise brown and Mozart's injury than i am i like i guarantee i hope that that's not the, the reason is the injury thing josh jacobs another interesting guy why I, I love the broken tackle numbers uh, obviously hate the uh the organization but um what uh what what's the deal with um why is he going they, they don't throw him the ball right so what, why is he different than Mostert?
1: i mean they throw him ball well, a little bit they throw him more than Mostert. he's like their bell cow back but he's not though right I mean, they don't throw him the ball right well he caught 20 passes last year in 13 games that's oh,
0: not <laughs> wow he thought 20 passes like I, never mind i, I stand corrected well, that's no, I mean, bad, right? it's what? not great for the day
1: and age, but it's like 27, 28 over the full season as a rookie. I mean, that's, All right, but I
0: mean, they have, uh, what's his face still there. And, uh, they, the Jalen Richard, they throw to, and then they even brought in like Lynn Bowden, whatnot.
1: Yeah, they did. And it, it could cut into his uh, catches, but I mean, Josh Jacobs had 242 carries in 13 games last year as a rookie. He's the bell cow at 4.8 yards per carry. They have a very good offensive oh,
0: line for sure. The bell cow and, running. And, and they, sure. I'm saying
1: I don't know. is like, hoping to get 200 carries. He's hoping to get 200. Josh Jacobs is hoping to get 300.
0: Yeah. All right. Another guy. Very, very questionable. If he could stay healthy too, actually. So yeah, that could, that one could help you too. Jacobs. Um, all right. Okay. Good stuff. Um, we, yeah, that's enough football, I would say.
1: Yeah, that's enough football. We, we talked to the death. Um, so what, do you got anything else? Recommendations?
0: Yeah, a of, just my usual recommendations. I watched the documentary 13th. It's a Black Lives Matter. It's a very good documentary that I missed. When it Actually, originally came out I, I saw 13 when it came out. 16th. It was, it was good. Um, Wind of Change, a really good document. I'm sorry, uh, podcast. It's, a, it's interesting. It's interesting. it sounds, been Chuck Close for me like the greatest podcast ever. I wouldn't go that far. It's, I actually don't even think they can conclude. Anyway, it's about if the CIA wrote a Scorpion song that ended the Cold War, and it's kind of convincing at times, but it's called Wind of Change, and if you're looking for a podcast. And then finally, TV show uh rami on on hulu season two uh, i watch a ton of tv and i'm probably gonna end up with that one on my top five list at the end of this year really good show rami on hulu Mar Mar Mar, heesh, mar holly i forgot screw up his name he's he's in this uh joins the cast this season it's really good what about you list i don't have of course, any uh, holly. how do you say his name sorry yeah. I
1: don't, you know, I don't have Hulu. How many things do you got? You know, I can't pay for like eight different channels.
0: You know, we, it's a joke. I know it's a joke. It's, 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 you know, all these streaming services, it's, it's a pain. You
1: know, so we have HBO and Netflix and, and Amazon prime and Heather has Amazon prime. I canceled it, but I'm One thing should, I'll say is you
0: should point out to your Twitter, your, 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 tweets, you, you suggested people as far as, uh, as far as recommendations. You did a good recommendation of people you should be following on Twitter.
1: Oh, right. Uh, so, I mean, I've talked to them before, Nassim Taleb, Glenn Greenwald, pd mangan this jack 65 year old who has excellent health stuff this guy the wrath of non g-n-o-n
0: i didn't know Uh, that one that's yeah i did not know that one
1: he just he's into architecture and old architecture and i i feel like if the whole world followed and subscribed to what that dude's talking about like problem solved like so much of the the disastrous just conditions that we have are from bad architecture bad city planning too many cars too much alienation he, he's he really talks about i mean the pictures he has are beautiful all over the world like cities and and parts of cities that are made from like indigenous materials that are made for all the best you know cities and buildings were built 150 200 300 500 years ago and it's 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 pathetic that like nowadays we can't even make something nice that every building's a piece of shit that's meant to last 20 or 30 years so I learned a lot from that guy, of Non, G-N-O-N. I also talked about the guy, Kapil Gupta, who I quoted. And then uh, who's my other guy? Is that five? That is five. That's five. That's all of them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I added the the, the art one. Uh, It's architectural. Super interesting pictures. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He tweets a lot, but uh, it it does start to make an impression on you after a while. All right, man. Good shit. Good stuff, Yeah, good shit. Take it easy, doll. All right. Later, man. All right. Later.